Everyone, Happy New Year! This is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and we're back for our first episode of 2023. It's weird to me that we're in 2023. I never thought we'd get out of 2022, which really just felt like four long years of 2020. Um, and... We're going to hop right in in a second. I hope you all had a safe and happy new year and safe and happy Christmas. Um, in Ontario, particularly in Hamilton, uh, right before Christmas, we got hit with this bad winter storm. Uh, so to set the stage a little bit, it had been raining all day before. The temperatures were like 10, 12 degrees. Um and then they kept saying throughout the week, like, hey, this is we're going to get hit with a really bad storm over Friday and Saturday. Um, and we were kind of skeptical. I mean, there's been points where we're like, you're going to get hit with hurricane winds. And you look outside and it's birds chirping, sun shining, like behold this in all its glory. Um, but in this case, it actually happened. So the Thursday, it was... Uh, just raining most of the day, but in the low teens, it was like a spring day in December. And then uh, that carried on overnight. I remember being up the next morning at 8.30, looking outside, and just looked like a regular spring rainy day only in December. Uh, but they were like, hey, what's going to happen first is flash freezing. And suddenly, within the next 20 minutes, uh, the temperature plummeted. Uh, to like negative two. Uh, but I was going out to, uh, to shoppers, uh, to drop something off for a return through Canada post. No idea why I'm sharing all this. Um, but I preamble. Um, and <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, I, I was going out to shoppers. So legit within 22 minutes of looking outside and looking like a spring rainy day, suddenly everything is icy. Uh, it's coming down as wet snow and snow. Um, and yeah, it, it happened. It flash froze within 20 minutes. And then, uh, over the course of the day, it was, uh, we got upgraded to a blizzard. Uh, the snow was flying sideways. Um, it was borderline all horizontal and none, none landing vertically. Um, and the wind gusts were up to 115 kilometers per hour. I have no idea what uh, that is in Big Macs per hour for my American listeners. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it got it. Uh, the weather outside was frightful um, for a day or two. Um, but hey, everything was smooth sailing. Got to spend some time with family. Got some time to relax. Uh, also, happily started the process of getting a new job, and that's moving um, moving forward. Um, <laughs> sorry if I seem a little distracted. It's because Jill is texting me, and it's quite funny. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to hop into today, today's episode, which, uh, which is kind of a companion piece to our final episode of 2022, uh, which if you haven't checked it out, I'd recommend it. It's not like, Hey, you have to watch, uh, you have to listen to it to understand this episode. Uh, but the last episode, um, we recorded, 
uh, was about fan service done right. And this is kind of a companion piece for it uh, because we are looking at fan service done wrong. And in this case, I'm going to say really wrong, like really, really badly. It's it's terrible. <laughs> um, and you could spread it out across the entirety of the season of Power Rangers uh, Super Mega Force, but in particular, uh, fan service done wrong really truly applies to the finale of that season called The Legendary Battle. Um, now, to explain some of it, because uh, some of it is just lazy production on uh, whoever the production team was during, uh, it was the final, uh, not the final, uh, but it was during the Neo Saban era of the show. Um, th but it was, uh, there's been talk of like, at the time, the person was like, hey, the Sentai is popping, so we'll just leave it as much to the Sentai. But Power Rangers hasn't adapted everything from Super Sentai. Heck, uh, in the earliest seasons, that was very much apparent. Um, I've talked about it before in the Deep Dive Power Rangers episodes and other ones, where the first four, five seasons of the show were different than the Sentai, in the sense of, in Super Sentai, it's a new team, new rangers, every season i think except for except for one except for one and i'll i'll have to look that one up um but it's a new it's basically a new team new powers new cast every single season that's something that power rangers later adapted um and has kind of gone away from now where it's a lot of the shows are getting two seasons but most of the time it, they got better when um uh, Hasbro took over because it's like, hey, it's two seasons, but we're not going to change suits. Um, but the heck, the you could argue the biggest offender, which caused some issues, was the original uh, Mighty Morphin show, just because in that deep dive episode, um, which was a lot of fun to record, uh, I'd recommend it, where the first three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers adapted three different se series of Sentai's footage. Uh, the first season was all uh, Jew Ranger footage. Um, and the suit, like the suits, the zords, everything were from Jew Ranger. Uh, Mighty Morphin Season 2 kept the suits from Jew Ranger, bar one, but took the but took the uh, the Zords and the White Ranger suit um, and the Zord battle footage from uh, Super uh, Gosei Sentai Dai Ranger. Um, so they kept the zoo the the Jew Ranger suits, but it started adapting Dai Ranger. Uh, they continued with that in Mighty Morphin Season Three, uh, where they kept the Jew Ranger suits and the White Ranger Dai Ranger suit because it it looks similar enough to uh, the Mighty Morphin suits. Uh, but then they started adapting uh, Kaku Ranger, um, where the suits were used by the Alien Rangers in that mini-season arc at the end of Season 3. Um, that 10-episode mini-series, uh, some people group it as its own season. Um, but the Zords, uh, the the Ninja Megazord, the, um, the Monsters, Master Vile, the... Uh, the Shogun Zords, that was all from Kaku Ranger. Um, 
And then the, then Power Rangers started catching up when they got to Zio, where, okay, we're going to keep a number of the cast members, something Sentai didn't do, but we're going to change the suits and the powers. So then uh, with Zio, they were adapting O-Ranger. Um, and then when they got to Turbo, they were doing Car Ranger. But then they changed the cast midseason, and then that cast went into In Space, which was for Mega Ranger. Um, I'm doing all that, I'm reiterating all that just to kind of establish the baseline of some of the many issues that we're going to get into with poor fan service in Legendary Battle. Um, so as Power Rangers is adapted from Super Sentai, um, the uh, the Mega Force first season was adapted from uh, Ghostsager, um, or Ghostsager, yeah, Ghostsager, um, it w- where it was angelic themed, and then Super Mega Force was adapted from Gokaiger. Now I haven't seen Ghostsager. I've seen a chunk of Gokaiger, and it is awesome. I love it. It's so much fun. Um, but it was again a new cast, new characters, and they're space pirates. Uh, in Super Mega Force, it's like, hey, no, this is the legendary power mode. So you morph into your Mega Force suits, and then you super morph into <laughs> these other suits. Um, so Legendary Battle was also as most Power Rangers is adapted from Sentai, although increasingly there's been less like pure reliance on Sentai footage. There's been more American footage. Um, this was a uh, legendary battle was adapted uh, from the, uh, the film um, just because Sentai, it'll do a movie uh, where it's the two teams crossing over Um where it was um, the 35th anniversary Super Sentai Super Sentai uh, crossover, where it was um, Go Kaiger Go Saiger Super Sentai 1999. Uh, sorry, 199 Hero Great Battle. Uh, short version is uh, short version is oh man, that's a mouthful. Short version is the uh, the Hero Great Battle. Um, this ing- so this had. Every previous ranger, but it's not an issue because they're all separate people. So it makes sense. And it's like, hey, it's borderline spirit recreations of them. Uh, These are characters that are, some of them have existed for thousands of years and all that kind of jazz. So it, it might seem nonsense, but it works, especially if you understand even a modicum of uh, Sentai or or a lot of Japanese media. Um, it's it's really enjoyable. Uh, the Great Battle, aka the Great, and the show itself, it's referred to as the Great Legend War. Um, it's fairly enjoyable. Um, but then, like I said, it makes sense there. In Megaforce, it doesn't. And now I'll, I'll break down. <laughs> I, I feel like I've done enough groundwork to break it down a bit. Now, Super Mega Force as well, because it was adapting um, Gokaiger. Uh, the theme in Gokaiger, even though they're space pirates and their suits are dope, um, like legit super dope. I love the pirate aesthetic, the the gun fighting, um, and the gun and sword fighting. It Gokaiger is 
just fantastic. Um, so they, they're adapting some of that, but in Gokaiger, as they're space pirates, they're also trying to show that they're worth be, uh, they're worthy of being considered Super Sentai, uh, a Super Sentai team. Um, and they ha- they get these things called Ranger Keys where they can morph into or transform into the previous suits. Um, and that's like 35 years worth of suits. Uh, so they, they have fun with it. Um, and the difference as well is... In Sentai, because these are all different teams, there's not necessarily the reverency to the suits um, that exist within Power Rangers. Uh, the Mighty Morphin suits will always be treated within the fan community with reverence because it's like, hey, that was the OG. The suits were there for three years for almost 200 episodes. Um we hadn't gotten to the, hey, the suits change out every season yet. Um, so that's that's one of the things like that the makers should have taken into consideration. Because as they're adapting the footage, like I know a lot of people, when um, they did transform into the Mighty Morphin team in uh, Super Mega Force, like the zoo the the Jew Ranger suits um in Sentai like hey they d- in the episode that that happened they didn't have the best of luck and then they had to change suits afterwards which yeah in the Sentai sure whatever but with it being a Power Ranger so in North America and the reverency to the suits people were like what the hell you bring back these suits you nostalgia bait me and then you just mop the floor with them what is this um it's one of those things where it's like, look, you're going to do something that's going to get the fandom excited. You you got to do it well, and you got to do it right. That was one of the times where it wasn't right. Also, uh, it made sense in the other show where it's like, hey, we're going to, in Gokaiger, we're going to be morphing we're, uh, to find suits because we're also getting the powers and the abilities uh, that might suit, like, suit, no pun intended, Um the situation we're in more. They didn't explain that at all in, in Megaforce. So then it's just, hey, here's a remember this, check it out, kind of thing. Um, also, one of the in a way, biggest offenses was at some point they morphed into the Die Ranger suits. Which I want to like because Die Ranger is dope. Die Ranger, if you if you're gonna watch any Sentai um, outside of Ju Ranger, um, and I'd recommend Ju Ranger to non Sentai fans. Just if you've enjoyed Power Rangers, it's it's a great hop on point because it's you'll see a lot of stuff that's familiar but also different. It gets you into the world of Sentai a bit well that well enough that you can be all along for the ride with the other things. Cause make no mistake. Sentai is bonkers. Um, so on one hand, I love die Ranger. So I'm like, Oh cool. The die Ranger suits. I wish they had adapted all of them in power Rangers, but they never did. And so it makes no damn sense whatsoever. that The die Ranger suits are there. Now they in show were like, here are some powers that this universe has never seen yet. Friggin' Gose. Um, worst mentor character. 
I wouldn't have that issue if they had. I wouldn't have the issue with this if they hadn't done it there. Uh, if but with another suit, I wish I could remember exactly which one. But there was another point where they, the production team, deliberately edited in a different suit uh, to one of the Rangers because they hadn't adapted that Sentai. They hadn't used that Sentai, so they were like, "Oh no, we can't," because we haven't used this yet. And yet, <laughs> they've never done Die Ranger uh, outside of the White Ranger suit. So it, it uh, Mega Force and Super Mega Force just uh, just make me angry. And this uh, this episode is also I want to shout out uh, my boys uh, Michael and Nathan from. Um, the Power Trip podcast, they're going to be diving into their second season soon, um, where they're going to be going through a number of the Sentais. Uh, we've been having a conversation in the back half about, hey, which uh, some of the best Power Rangers crossover? And by the back half, I mean our group chat that nobody <laughs> nobody sees. Um, we're like, hey, what were some of the best crossovers and what were some of the worst crossovers? Uh, Nathan, you're so wrong. It's once a ranger. Uh, although this one's up there too. Uh, but enough about the rest of it. The big issues with legendary battle, aside from just, it doesn't establish stakes well at all. Like it's this huge, they show this huge never ending armada that's supposed to be like, oh, the Rangers are screwed. Like, how can they combat this? And then it's lines of dialogue. Like we just destroyed 10,000 ships. It's been two seconds. Um, like you're not making me nervous for this situation at all. And Power Rangers has done that successfully in other seasons. They've been able to do like an invading army where the numbers are too great. Um, even though it's Power Rangers and you're like, they'll win, they've still actually been able to establish a sense of threat. Super Mega Force, not about that. Uh, so that was that was frustrating in and of itself. Legendary Battle is just a poor story. Um, but where we get into it being really bad uh, fan service is it also brings back, which could in it, it could be cool, but wasn't. Uh, they bring back previous Rangers. Now, other seasons of the show have done that, but they all did it better. Now, I pointed out once a Ranger uh, from Operation Overdrive as being what, like, to me, the worst crossover in Power Rangers. Uh, show history and it's also probably one of my most hated episodes um because it does what a crossover it, it do, almost does everything a crossover shouldn't do in the sense of yes it makes me excited that we're bringing back past characters the highlight was adam uh from mighty morphin he was the second black ranger the zero green ranger and the first uh green turbo ranger uh johnny young bosch um Always a pleasure to see that dude on the screen. Um, but once a ranger, like Overdrive was a bad show. Uh, but then it also did a thing where it was like the characters suck. And at points, yeah, almost every season has a an episode where a ranger's down on his luck and second guessing himself. But then they always like are like, even if I lose my powers, no, I'm still going to fight the fight and do what's right and all that jazz. Operation Overdrive was like, nah, we're going to have them be like, eh, we, we, we're not sure. We kind of suck. Nah, let's not, 
ah, let's not do this. They're doing good. Let's just go away. Um, so the team, <laughs> it was like, oh, not only are you making me like the team, the old guys, even more, you're making me actively hate the current team. That's harmful to the show that you want me to watch. Um, other crossovers, it should always be like, yes, I should be happy and excited to see these old characters. Like, you're, that's part of it. Um, but it shouldn't be, it should also build up the current team. Once a Ranger didn't do that. It was like to the detriment of the current team. When Super Mega Force is happening, it's like, yes, it's this huge grandiose army invading. The only time the legendary Rangers um, are doing anything, they're just mopping up. Like, it's just behind the scenes stuff. Now, it's a one off or a two off, sure. I don't have a problem with that, where it's like, yeah, no, it's great to see them doing the the right, it's great to see them still helping, see, still being rangers. A lot of the time we saw it, it was while they were in their civilian forms, um, so it wasn't even like they were, uh, you could even argue like, no, they're inspired by the new team, and they're still, they're, they're pursuing their duty and all that jazz, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mega Force isn't interested in telling that story or any good story. Um, then when we get the morphed, it's just like a quick cameo and then Sentai footage. Like, what's the point? What's the <laughs> like? May he may he rest in peace. Everybody, for the most part, everybody would always be excited to see. Uh, JDF Jason David Frank back, but if you're not gonna do anything with him, what's the point? It's always great to see, I believe his name is Sheldon Ward, um, the guy who plays TJ uh, from Turbo and then in space. It's always awesome seeing him back, but what's the point if it's just gonna be, hey, I'm gonna walk around, I'm gonna take my helmet off just so you can see my face and then put it back on. Like, do you know how much costs to fly non, uh, like, American actors over to, like, it doesn't actually make any fiscal sense. A lot more money would be spent to get them there and in for 30 seconds. And it takes me out as a fan and others uh, where they're like, no, I want to I, I see TJ in action. And you'll see a quick couple seconds of it. Or I want to see Tommy in action. I'll see a quick couple seconds of it. And then we run into the biggest uh, issue with the legendary battle. Legendary battle, much like the great... Uh, sorry, I'm just going to look up the name again. I know it was like the Great Hero War, uh, but it was the Great Legend War, but then it was the episode actually called, was that, or film was actually called the, um, sorry, I'm just getting the name, the Hero Great Battle. Legendary Battle involves all past Rangers. And this is where it, more than anything else, took me right out. Throughout the episode, we see Tommy numerous times. Tommy has been... Two, three, four... Tommy has been five rangers. He's been five. TJ has been two. 
Jason has been two. Um, Catherine has been three. Adam has been three. Rocky has been three. A number of these characters have been multiple <laughs> rangers. It, throughout the episode, you actually see uh, Tommy, even before the, the final battle, which I'll get to in a second, but you see Tommy where it's like, it flashes the white ranger helmet, and then later you see him in the green ranger, green ranger suit. And then... In the battle itself, the, the Mega Force Rangers are looking around and they're like, it's the Mighty Morphin Rangers. It's Zeo. Half of Zeo is like the cast Mighty Morphin. It's Turbo. Again, the Turbo Rangers for half the season, except for Justin, were the Zeo Rangers. You see in the fight all five of Tommy's suits. You see in the fight both of TJ's suits. It doesn't make any sense. They don't actually try to do... If they had done something, if they had done something to try to explain it, like, hey, these are time to like time-displaced rangers, like, Gose did a thing, and they called on rangers from various points. Like, even a little bit of dialogue, it wouldn't bother me as much. It would at least explain how five Tommies are in the fight at the same point. Also, my boy Robo Knight, who died, like, two episodes ago, is suddenly back with no explanation. Like... I cannot enjoy great uh, legendary battle. Mega Force is hard to get through, but there uh, Mega Force and Super Mega Force are hard to get through. But there's there's things I can appreciate about it. Um, Robo Night Before Christmas is is harmless, terrible, but delightful fun. Um, a number, uh, even though the the cast is wooden and only one ranger is given any development whatsoever, the blue ranger, the actor was good, but he was actually handed material to work with. Other other of the the cast are able to actually put a charm and a likability um, to flat characters and bad material, and, um, but it I can't enjoy this. It takes me right out. And that's, uh, as I talked about in Night of the Doctor, fan service, when it's done well, it shouldn't just be, hey, look at this nostalgia thing to get you excited. Um, it should also be, hey, um, it should serve, it should service the story. Uh, to point to another Doctor, another Doctor Who, the 12th episode, the, the 12th Doctor final episode was a crossover with the first Doctor. Um, and it was to establish uh, almost like his regeneration story. And it made sense. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, it's the first Doctor. Like they actually structured the whole story for it to make sense. In Legendary Battle, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no explanation. And it's just like, oh, hey, look at these things. Be excited. But it's like, I can't be. Because how are these here? How is one guy here five times? Like, is this a time displacement where it can at least make sense? Or did Tommy clone himself? Or is it like the the half cl like the clone from the second season that was left back in the wild, wild west times somehow?
That could explain how there's the Green Ranger and the White Ranger, but it definitely doesn't explain <laughs> the others. <laughs> like, it's just, it, it's not done well. It's really bad. Uh, and it's, it, yeah, it's a great example of when fan service is to the detriment of the product. If you're going to do these things, it at least has to make sense. Uh, you can't just hope it'll distract people um, from, from other things going on. It had the opposite effect, where not only was I aware of the the issues, and yeah, you can say, oh, Power Rangers is a kid's show, but as much as we can be like, hey, kids can be dumb, they also do like strong stuff. It doesn't have to be just garbage. Um yeah, not only is it like horrible story structure, it then just also takes you right out because you're like, how is this possible? Just throw in a line of dialogue, throw in a line, of, a, a quick scene, something. But no, uh, and I'm sure there's other uh, like there's other things, but the legendary battle to me is the greatest example of fan service done wrong. Um I love fan service. I love a good crossover. I love something from my childhood being brought back. Heck, I want to go see that new Transformers movie because it's got the Beast Wars characters. And I hate the Transformers movies. <laughs> but it looks like it's going to be at least halfway decent. Better than this. Um, so yeah, that's where this is. Uh, I'm just, I feel like I'm just going to go around in circles, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it there. Um, I hope this episode was enjoyable, even if to just hear uh, Chris rant about uh, a several-year-old episode of Power Rangers, which uh, later this year, at some point, uh, Nathan, Michael, and I have talked about doing a, uh, a riff track for it. Just It's just going to be fun to sit there and rip it apart. <laughs> and I like liking things, but... Uh, this one's impossible to like. At some point, I do want to continue uh, with the fan service series and almost find like the middle of the road one where it's like, hey, this was cool. This one didn't make any sense. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, this was amazing. And then this was terrible. But I don't know. It's fun to talk about. I've been on a bit of a Sentai kick recently. Um, so I wanted to check out a uh, uh, in Power Rangers is Sentai adjacent. Um and it's just fun to do companion episodes. All that being said, uh, I'm going to go because my throat is starting to hurt um, and I got to work tomorrow. So all that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you were able to enjoy today's episode of One Cross Radio and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new one. By that point, I will I may have started my new job. Uh, so to just share here i recently am uh have gotten been applying to get back into doing um being an ea an educational assistant i had the job a while ago but i was never actually able to do it just due to my anxiety issues um i'm now at the point where it's actually seen doable uh so i'm i'm going for it and i'm really excited to start that and leave the uh and leave the call center uh because it I'm thankful for a job, but it hasn't been good for me. And maybe one day I'll do a retail horror stories uh, thing, because my goodness. 
<laughs> you need to lose faith in humanity <laughs> and be reminded that horrible people exist and, and racism is unfortunately alive and thriving work in retail or any borderline any people serving positions. <laughs> uh, that's not the bleak way I wanted to go out. Uh, so <laughs> to end on a happier note, I've been bumping around i i wheezed in the new year and by that way by that i mean i have been uh on a weezer kick musically lately and it's just been a lot of fun weezer is fantastic hadn't realized how much they've actually become one of my favorite bands just by the sheer amount of how much i listen to them and when i listen to them, they become what i listen to for like a straight week um metallica also had a single drop late last year lux eterna and as a metallica fan that's been dope and uh blast to listen to all right um i'm outie all that being said i hope you guys have a wonderful day hope you enjoyed this episode stay safe take care be kind to each other please (laughs) and god bless my friends peace